This is episode 33 of season four of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we'll be talking about what's next for the Runner Girls. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Megan. And I'm Sue. And this is season four of Runner Girls, three women brought together by a love of running. And after a few minor technical glitches, <laughs> we are together again, which is nice. How are you girls doing? How are things going in Kentucky, Katie? They are going. We are holding on to, I think, the last little bit of summer. It's uh, pretty warm out there today. And this weekend, it's supposed to be around 80 still. So what? I, I am totally fine with that everybody around me is complaining like oh it's so hot the trees are different colors it should be cold I'm like whatever I know I'm gonna be freezing my behind off in February so I'll enjoy 80 degrees for as long as I can get it (laughs) I am freezing my behind off today I'm so jealous (laughs) I saw in the news it looked like you guys were maybe gonna get some snow oh well we're not getting any snow here okay Possibly up where Jeff's family lives or where my mom lives. They'll get some snow up that way up north, but um, not here. Today, we're just getting rain, but it is cold. There was frost on my car today. I had to warm my car up. I had to wear a down jacket today. I am sitting here in a bathrobe over my sweatpants and with slipper socks, and I'm just like... (laughs) You get 80 degree weather? That is not fair. (laughs) I'm sorry, Sue. (laughs) That's okay. I'm sure you'd like some cooler fall weather at some point, right? Oh, yeah. I definitely don't want it to go from 80 degrees to then like 30 degrees, which is probably (laughs) going to be what happens. But I I would like the nice fall temperatures before I get the Arctic blast that will be January and February. Oh, yeah. So fingers crossed. A smooth transition. And how are things going for you, Megan? Good. Just working a lot. That's all I do. Work. And doing any wedding planning? In both times, you know, I've been wedding planning. I've found that I don't really like weddings. I kind of think they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people who like weddings. Um, you get married a lot for someone who thinks weddings are stupid. <laughs> oh, I like being married. I just don't like weddings. Yucky. <laughs> and expensive and so my goal I've decided is I think I'm going to talk Marshall into eloping actually I did talk him into eloping we're going to go to Savannah I think and do it before the end of the year oh awesome that's going to be really nice yeah it'll be warm in Savannah and it's where we met for the first time and it's pretty yeah so that's what I've been doing for wedding planning there's a couple places in Savannah that like specialize in eloping Like, they have services just, you want to elope? Here's the packages we offer. Awesome. So, like, it's pretty much all planned out. You just go and show up. Yeah. They, they like, will even do pictures and everything. I was like, yes. That sounds good. (laughs) Nice. And have you had any thoughts about what you might wear? No. I got to talk to Marshall about that with this whole new changing stuff thing. I don't know what we're doing anymore and what he wants to do because the way I had talked him into it, I was like, look, if we don't spend money on a wedding, we could take money and buy a house sooner. 
Yeah. Isn't that so much cooler? Why do we need a wedding when we could buy a house? Because that's what his big thing is. He wants a house. Right. You know, we're living in 600 square feet and have been for over a year now. Mm-hmm. And 600 square feet is just small. So um, that's what I think we're going to do, elope and spend some money to get a house instead and start looking at houses. Awesome. Nice. I'm jealous of you, too. (laughs) Not too much, though. Not too much. I mean, I could have a house if I wanted one, probably. You know? Yeah, in our housing expenses, I will honestly say, are much cheaper than a lot of places. It's really cheap in North Carolina. Yeah, Katie and I were actually just talking about this, and, like, the, the fact that Jeff and I are still in an apartment after 10 years is because, like, we have a ridiculously cheap rent. And so it's it's hard to leave this place where it's been our home for so long and it's so cheap and we know, like, anything else we get in this town would be so much more expensive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, grown-up life decisions you have to make, but... <laughs> Adulting. The other thing that we talk about is, like, the kids are... Ethan's a junior in high school, Anna's almost in high school, in a few years they're going to be off to college, like... Maybe we don't get a house. Maybe we just take off and go travel or something. Like, maybe we just skip the whole house thing. I don't know. Save some money. Yeah. I could just be making excuses for not being an actual grown-up, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, are you girls ready to talk about some running? Sure. All right. Let's find out if anybody's been running. So, Katie, you've been pretty swamped with your new job. Have you been able to get any running in since we last spoke? That's going to still be a negative. Although, on my way home today, I did discover a couple little local parks. So, I am excited to get out and explore whenever I do happen to have some free time. Uh, Because I feel like in time that I'm not planning or doing work-related things, I'm still marking to-do list items off. Like, today I got my Kentucky driver's license, and Saturday I get my Kentucky tag. So it's like all of the, you know, boring stuff Mm -hmm. that you have to do that my free time kind of gets sucked into. But no, no running, but looking forward to finding new places to run when I will actually get to run. (laughs) Yeah. You got a holiday break coming up? Uh, Yeah, we are out a couple of days for Thanksgiving, and then we're out a week and a half for Christmas. I think our last day is like the 20th or the 21st, so some time off there, and maybe if it's not too frigid, I can uh, find some time to run outdoors back home then, so that'll be nice. Nice. Awesome. Well... Good job hanging in there with that new <laughs> job. Keeping my head above water. Yeah. Um, how have you been doing since your marathon, Megan? Have you been doing any running or are you still in recovery mode? I have been running. I um, took a full week off after the marathon plus one extra day. Like my marathon was on Saturday, so I didn't run again until Monday, this past Monday. And I've been back with my 5 a.m. group in the mornings twice now nice for about three miles each time yeah it's been very cold is all I can say (laughs) yeah I've forgotten like I wanted cooler runs 
And then I kind of forgot how much cooler runs are not fun. <laughs> and it's hard those first couple runs after summer trying to figure out what to wear. Mm-hmm. So they're always kind of cold because I underdress or I get hot because I overdress. And so trying to find the right, okay, this is what you wear. Because for most of summer, it's so hot that all I had to do was tank top and shorts, tank top and shorts, tank top and shorts without thinking about it. Right. And now it's like, okay, it's going to be 45, but it's going to be dark and it's going to be windy. So do I wear two layers? Do I just wear one? Do I need my fleece tights? Do I not need my fleece tights? So it's just, you know, those kinds of fun running things again. Yeah. I found that's the the tricky temperatures between like 40 and 50 because you don't know what to wear because if you're at 45 and you're wearing like tights and it warms up during your run and then you're going to be hot, you don't want that, but then you don't want to be underdressed and be freezing the first couple miles either. So Mm -hmm. it's tricky. Yeah. And with us only running three miles, it's not like I get really warmed up. Right. I'll get warmed up, but I don't have a long time to get super warm or anything. So mm-hmm. it's, um, okay, well, how cold do I want to be or how warm do I want to be for the last mile and a half? Right. So how's everything feeling now after the marathon? I can't even tell I ran a marathon. <laughs> so everything's fine. Nice. Like mentally, I know I did. I kind of have to remind myself, yeah, two weeks ago, you you did do that crazy thing where you ran for 26 miles. Yeah. But I guess because it was so miserably boring and I was by myself, it kind of just felt like a really long training run. Yeah. Like I just decided because it was really similar to all of the runs I trained on, you know, by myself, seeing a couple people like, hey, how are you? And then, um, yeah. So I'm contemplating when I'll do one again. It's really going to come down to finding a really good one, Right. I think. I want to make sure my next one is awesome. So what are you intending to do now? Like, are you just trying to run a few times a week to keep your fitness up? Or, I mean, you don't have really have a goal right now, do you? Nope. And Marshall and I are planning to do a bunch of 5Ks coming up. Mm-hmm. So I would really like to PR my 5K. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do a whole lot of speed work probably to get there. I'm not going to worry about it if I don't. Right. But we have, I think, five five k plans planned through the end of the year. You're not actively training; you're just just running regularly while you have these yep. races. Yep. Yep, and just I have spring plans, but not anything right now. But you're feeling good, which is good. And any thoughts on what you're going to do next week? Probably just more of the same. Yep, I'm going to consistently run four days a week. That's my goal now through the beginning of the year. Just hit four days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, really well, and then have fun. How are you doing on your mileage goal? I am like 30 miles away. Awesome. So I'm definitely going to hit it and I'll go over because if I don't make 30 miles in the next nine weeks, 10 weeks, um, something's wrong. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, glad to hear that you're doing so well. Your mileage this year has far surpassed any of your other years. Yeah, it's over double already. So I'm really excited about that. That feels good. Great job. Well, um, let's see. What have I done? I did a lot of nothing for a little while. 
I was planning to go with two weeks off after the marathon. You know how much I stick to my plans, right? Um, (laughs) I made it 10 days. So I was feeling pretty good and I'd been itching to run and I had a race that I was looking at for next week. So, um, so today on my day off, I decided to go and to test out the legs and, um, I ended up doing five miles and I was trying to shoot for an easy pace. And when I say that, I, I'm lying through my teeth because I wanted to see like, am I any faster now? <laughs> so, um, I really wasn't trying for easy at first. So I ended up starting off really fast, like in the low nines for the for like first mile or so and having to rein myself back in because I knew I was going for five miles. So I ended up struggling a bit during this run, at least in the first few miles. And I think part of that is the the colder air in my lungs. Um, it just, it didn't feel good. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't hard to breathe. It just kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to take me a little while to get used to running in the winter again because I I didn't last year, not much anyway, because I was injured. So I, I mean, I know I did one race in like January, but I really didn't run much last winter. And so I think it was a real shock to the system. But it, it did warm up during the run. And I, I stopped and stretched at like mile three because my uh, right leg was feeling kind of tight. Everything was tight. But after that, I felt pretty good and ended up, um, even though I was running at a more easy pace, it actually ended up being faster than the first few miles. So I ended up doing pretty well. I averaged 10.45 for the run. So it's a bit slower than my marathon pace runs that felt easier, but I'm just chalking it up to, you know, colder weather and taking 10 days off from running. But yeah, other than that, I feel pretty good. No, uh, No problems to speak of. After I stretched, everything felt good, so I'm looking forward to running again, and I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do as far as, um, I think I'm going to do a long run on Saturday or Sunday. We're going up to the mountains this weekend, and then I'll probably do a few runs next week. I'm going to take a day or two off between each run just to make sure my legs are holding up well, because even, you know, with my marathon training... I had a lot of rest in there, but I still felt shin splint pain from time to time. So I've just been really cautious about taking time off between runs. And I want to make sure that that my bones are, are doing good and I'm not ramping back up into the mileage just yet because I do want right. to train in the spring. But, um, but yeah, there is a race that I have my eye on for next weekend, which is a ultra marathon. But it's a timed one, so it's 6 hours, 12 hours, or 24 hours. Um, I'm going to go for the 6. <laughs> okay, I was like, oh boy. I'm not totally nuts. But, um, you know, I, I, I tried a couple ultra races this year, not really fully expecting to finish them, but just for the experience. And this time, like, I have the marathon fitness. Um, the course is pretty flat, so I'm not running up a mountain again. I feel like I can... I feel like I can go the distance this time. I feel like I can get to at least like 28. <laughs> um, the the course is set up that it's basically a four mile loop. So you just run four mile loops until you reach six hours or whenever you want to stop. I feel pretty good that I should be able to get seven or eight loops in and, and be officially an ultra marathoner. Might be some walking near the end. 
depending on how much of my endurance I've maintained. But I'm going to take it really easy and just try to have fun. And it should be a great race. It's called the Hamster Wheel. And that's in New Boston, New Hampshire, which I, I'm not familiar with. But it's not too far away. It's like an hour and a half drive. So I love the name. Yeah, Hamster Wheel, because you're just running in circles. <laughs> And it's it's a cool race in that it's like the one I did at Mount Agamanicus, the big A50K, where they just had a central aid station and you're doing loops around it. So so you can count on always, you know, having that food in the same spot and you can drop out any time, which I really like. Um, so it should be a lot of fun and I'm, I'm excited to do it and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to do it. <laughs> so uh, So that was my week in running. Are you girls ready to move along and talk about what's next for the Runner Girls? Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, basically the point of this episode is that, you know, we've we've pretty much culminated our fall training at this point, right, Megan? Yeah. Yeah. So since we don't really have any major goals coming up the end of this year... So we're pretty much getting to the point where we're ready to take a break for 2016 and, you know, come back with the podcast, come back in 2017 when we're ready to start actually training for some some goal races again. But I thought it might be nice to look over our year in review and um, talk about any memories that we want to share and talk about what what's coming up next for us, so... So, um, who would like to go first? <laughs> I can go first. Okay. All right. So if we're looking back at this past year of running, I actually went to our website, you know, where we've entered all of our races for the past few years and, and pulled up the listing for 2016 just to see what all I did run <laughs> this year. And I actually have started trying to keep like, a spreadsheet and a document going for all the races that I do and, and my times and the dates, just because it's kind of fun to look back and think, oh, yeah, I don't remember doing that run or that race. And then you can kind of see when it was you did it and maybe compare your time, you know, from years past. But um, the year started off really strong for me. You know, I had set up with the goal of trying to do at least one race of some distance every month like I had done in the past and checked off January, February, March, April, May, and then I got the news about the job and the move. (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of wrecked the rest of my uh, 2016 or so it seems, but uh, really, really good start to the year. I felt like I was running happier than I had run in a while. You know, last year I felt like I got so focused on trying to improve my times and just kind of almost like checking the box of doing a race that I didn't really enjoy it as much. So this year I, I wanted again to kind of start off with the goal of enjoying the runs and not so much focusing on the little things, maybe finding some more smaller races or things, races that have some kind of unique offering, you know, I I think my favorite race, well, I think I have two, of course, run the bluegrass. I always love it this Mm -hmm. year. It wasn't raining. So that was great. (laughs) It was windy, right? I think we had like crazy wind gusts, but 
again, it wasn't raining and it wasn't freezing. So I was a happy camper and looking really forward to doing that one again this year. It'll be my fifth consecutive year. So I get the special like entry prize. So that'll be fun. But that was probably my favorite half marathon. My favorite race overall, I think, was the fast and furriest 5K that I did in Georgetown with uh, the girls. I got to run that one. Actually, we walked it, but with with Maddie and Sophie, and they gave them, you know, the little puppy stuffed dog toy and their swag bags. (laughs) So I just think that that was so fun, and it went to such a good cause, and um, it gave me something to do with the dogs rather than just me going and running and coming back home. So it was something that I could kind of do with them and help other animals at the same time. So I think those two were probably my favorite races of 2016. As far as the rest of this year, I just want to make it to Christmas break. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it's crazy to think, but we are almost halfway through the school year. And while that sounds like such a foreign idea to me, because I've just been going 90 miles an hour the whole time, it will. It'll be here before we know it. And my sister and I have registered already for our turkey trot that we do every year. So that will happen in or on Thanksgiving. And we were trying to figure out, I think it's our sixth or seventh consecutive year of doing the turkey trot probably six because we were trying to find the Mm -hmm. (laughs) t-shirts to really like hold us accountable for what years we've done it but I think this will be our sixth year running the turkey trot and really that's that's the only thing that I have in concrete for the rest of 2016 Mm -hmm. other than just making it to New Year's. And as I mentioned for 2017, I'm looking forward to doing Run the Bluegrass again. And since I do that one, I'll probably do the Kentucky Derby Mini uh, just because then I can get the extra bling by completing the Kentucky Half Classic. And, you know, that's, that's always a nice combination because of the contrast. You've got the beautiful scenic course through Lexington, but it's super hilly, right? Super challenging. And then you get to go to Louisville and you're in the middle of a downtown city and you run along the river and through one of the biggest Victorian neighborhoods in the country through old Louisville. So, and it's really flat. Mm -hmm. So, It's always a good combination and contrast between those two. And Megan, when you brought up Flying Pig, if you do that one, I might try to do that one too because Cincinnati is just like an hour and a half away from me. And you get to run in two states. Yeah. Which is more exciting for me because you've already run in Kentucky. But at least a mile is in Kentucky because you get to cross from Cincinnati over the bridge into Kentucky, which I just think is the coolest thing because there's not many races where you get to cross into another state. Right, right. I feel like a lot of people always talk about the Hatfield-McCoy marathon doing that, you know, where you're in Kentucky and West Virginia. But that's true. I mean, Cincinnati is right there on the border. So you do cross over into the two states with Flying Pig. And a lot of people do kind of that trifecta, the Run the Bluegrass, KDF, and then Flying Pig because of the schedule. You know, they're all there Mm -hmm. pretty close together. Um, My sister has also told me about the Athens, Ohio marathon and half marathon she of course works at OU Ohio University there in Athens and um, you know I haven't done a race in Ohio yet so 
it's it's definitely going to be one or the other you know flying pig if that's the one that you do megan and um then i can come up there and do that one as well or i'll do the athens ohio half marathon so i can check ohio off my list of states and the other one that i'm kind of interested in doing maybe for 2017 is The Marshall University Half Marathon, it's in Huntington, West Virginia, so that would give me another state, and Huntington is literally like 15 to 20 minutes away from my parents' house, so that'll be really nice to have almost another hometown, quote-unquote, race, and check another state off. So that's that's kind of where my head's at for right now. I'm sure, you know, the more that I find out about the local running community here in Lexington and the different 5Ks, 10Ks, race series, running clubs that they have here, I'll certainly sprinkle in, you know, your, your 5Ks and 10Ks. But those are kind of the major points that I have right now on my sightline for 2017. Awesome. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited for you now. Like, oh, I'm excited. And I'm just hoping that I have like the time to keep everything (laughs) going. That was my other thought. Like, I hope you can do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And too, like, especially for spring break, because essentially all of those, well, not all of them, but the majority of those half marathons fall in April and May. So that's really kind of like when we're winding down the school year because May, they call it May mayhem here. It's just like state testing almost nonstop for the the month of May. And then we're done at the end of May. So I'm hoping that things will be winding down around that time and really give me the opportunity to... uh, go and do these runs and it's fun now too because I'm so much closer to these races that I love to run so much so I don't have to really block off the entire like Friday Saturday Sunday you know I can still work on Friday and go to the race and get my stuff so that's another advantage awesome I'm just saying Sue that if Katie joins me for flying pig I think you should come do flying pig too well you know, we didn't get a runner girls meetup race in this year. That's kind of like the one thing that was missing from this year. So I might have to see if I can work it out. Uh, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't. I don't know anything about flying pig, but if you girls are in, I'm probably in too. So <laughs> um, you get to run in two states. It's amazing. <laughs> There's like spectators almost the whole way. They make like cheering sections and like contests along the awesome. course, and it's like really the expo is huge mm-hmm. apparently like gigantic and, and it's easier it to like get to the, than the expo in savannah <laughs> yes there's an airport like three miles away mm-hmm. awesome all right yeah sounds good i'll, I'll figure it out <laughs> when is it when is it that's the important thing the first weekend in may may 7th yeah is the half yeah so i mean i haven't fi- narrowed down my um goal race for the spring yet but that should work that should work i think yeah they have a full which is really nice too lots of people like it it's hilly but i mean you live in maine who cares (laughs) well i run full marathons for time so i don't want to do a hilly one unless it's a downhill one (laughs) oh the last like nine miles are flat though okay i'll i'll look at it i'll check it out but um but yeah that's that's definitely something else that I'll have to put onto my list of 
possible races for next year. So awesome. I'm excited now. Flying pig, huh? All right. Well, Megan, how about you? What are you looking at for, well, first, before we get to what's next for you, thoughts on 2016? Obviously a big year for running for you, right? Yeah, it's been a ton of, I guess, like firsts for me, which is funny because it's almost my fifth year running because I did couch to 5k the first time in 2011, but I finally hit sub 30, which was been a goal for so long. Right. And then I ran my first marathon and really it's my first year of consistent running. Like I'm already over 600 miles for the year and I've never had that before. I've run at least one run every month. I've never had that before. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's still two months left, but I'm going <laughs> to... So far, right? Yeah. I have 5Ks planned, at least those. I'll be at least walking <laughs> every month. But it's been fun. It has. And meeting new people and finding out more. Like you were talking about, Katie, finally about the North Carolina running community and finding out how just awesome the Greensboro runners are has mm-hmm. been nice. And making new friends that are local who run. Oh, I'm getting all sad. Oh, why? It's a good thing. Well, no, I know, like, but good sad, you know, just thinking about all the memories from the year. Oh. Like, oh, yeah, I did that. And I got my first sub 30 and all these races I ran that were so nice. And looking at my medals that I finally put up on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so I had definitely have, like, a lot of the races I ran this year, I would run again next year, especially the 5Ks. Mm-hmm. So I should probably put a 10K in there, but I kind of hate 10Ks. I know, right? So. <laughs> 10Ks are the worst. They are. I don't even... Six miles is... No. Six miles is totally doable, but in a race? No, thank you. <laughs> no, and I just think about, like, 10 miles at least, you can get into a groove. Yeah. And it feels like about six miles, like you're still kind of getting ready, and you don't know when to push or how not to push, and they're just long but not long enough to really feel accomplishing when you're doing a 10k race it's such a fine line of how fast to run without it being too fast and i'm always well except for the one time um i'm always on the wrong side of that line (laughs) you know yeah so yeah i agree yeah so the rest of this year i think i mentioned earlier we've got a bunch of 5ks planned marshall has a 5k He wants to do for every weekend in December except Christmas weekend. Nice. And then we have the turkey trot. So for five out of six weekends, six out of seven weeks, something like that. It must be like five out of six. Something we'll be doing um, 5Ks. Awesome. Yeah. And he'll get back running with me now that it's a little bit cooler. So, yay. He's planning on doing his Krispy Kreme run again. And I get to watch. (laughs) You have no interest, do you? I kind of do. This year they added a no donuts at all type of thing. Like, you don't even have to sign up to carry the donuts back. You can just be like, I just want to run the five miles. And I told Marshall, I'm like, that would be cool. I could just run through NC State's campus. And he gave me this look. He's like, but it's kind of like my thing. And I like having something that's only mine. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, you can have fun. I'll stand in the cold. In February and wait for you for an hour. <laughs> so It's not like he hasn't done that for you before. <laughs> exactly. So that's why if he wants a race that I really don't care about, 
and he wants it to be his, okay, he can have it. Right. Um, I'd like for him to do, uh, he talked about doing a half marathon this year. If he decides he really wants to train, we'd probably run more together. I don't know if he will, because he's not going to run in the morning with me. So we'll see about that. 2017, I haven't decided about a full. If I do, it'll probably be in the fall again, Mm -hmm. just because summer, as much as summer running sucks, it's really nice to be able to get like a cool run in in the fall after training in the heat for so long. Yeah. And then summer is still the best time for me to be able to run. Time-wise, right? Yeah, I just have so much more free time. And then, like I was telling them, if Marshall and I decide to buy a house and we start doing that, I know in the spring we'll be really busy with that and running won't be as, I won't have the time commitment needed. So I am looking at, in January, there's a trail around a lake that's like a seven-mile loop. They do a 25K and a 50K, but I don't really care about the 50K. So I was thinking about doing the 25K, and that's like 15 or 16 or 18 miles. Yeah, I I, I imagine it's got to be close to 16. Oh, it it should be 15 and a half because a 50K is 31 miles. Yeah. So it's almost 16 miles. Yeah. So I think that'll be fun. And then I'm going to do my half marathon again where I PR'd last year. And I think that'll be my goal spring race. So that'll be really fun because I like that course a lot. And it's really nice. What race is that? Tobacco Road half marathon. Okay. And then I'm pretty much planning on doing Flying Pig and bringing Marshall along. Maybe he'll do the 5K or the 10K or something. I can talk him into doing that. I like the idea of doing the multiple races, especially the mile race. I've always wanted to race a mile. Exactly. That's what got me thinking about it instead of the marathon. Because you know if I was doing the marathon, I wouldn't do anything else. Mm -hmm. It'd just be the marathon. I'm like, but then you miss out on all this cool stuff, like a one-mile race and then being able to do a 5K and a 10K. I'm actually good with just the mile and the half marathon. (laughs) (laughs) It's, other than that, like it, it seems like a lot of, well, you know, if, I think if we're running it together for fun, that would be different. Yeah. And you start for the 10K, 5K, you start with the 10K and they give you a two hour limit to do it before, like there's two hours from the 10K start to the 5K start. Mm-hmm. And I know even for fun, we could walk a 10K in two hours. Wait, so you do the 10K and then you do the 5K? Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah. And then for fall, I know I'm going to do the Cannonball Half Marathon again. That was what my marathon was this year, but they put on such a good half and they changed the course this year. So almost all of it's on the Greenway, Yeah, which is nice. And I was like, well, that makes it so much better because last year, most of the half went through this awful hilly neighborhood with all these cars parked in the middle and it was just yucky. And they got rid of that and we just went longer on the Greenway this year. And I was like, okay, I can do that. That's better. Nice. And then we'll probably do all our holiday races again because we've got, we do the turkey trot and then the next weekend it's a local town's Christmas parade day and you get to run the 5K and then watch the Christmas parade. And then for running the 5K, they give you like coupon for a free pancake breakfast slash dinner because it's like at two in the afternoon. (laughs) Nice. Brunch maybe, right? (laughs) Yeah, Brenner, 
Leonard. I don't know. <laughs> and then we'll do, we did the reindeer run last year and Marshall wants to do that one again, which is really hilly. I don't know why he chose to do that one again, but Marshall said, I want to do that race. So we're doing it. And then I think December 17th, we will do the jingle jog in high point. That'll be cool. It's through downtown high point. And then we'll take Christmas off. And then for New Year's Eve, we will run our um, running of the lights through Tanglewood Park. Awesome. And I might try to talk him into, I finally found a resolution run that happens on the first at like two in the afternoon. So we get to sleep in. So would that be a New Year's Eve and then a New Year's Day run? Yeah, because the New Year's Eve run is technically a New Year's Day run, but it starts at midnight. Right. So I kind of count it as New Year's Eve even though it falls on the first because I don't drop it until like midnight. It doesn't start. So you would technically be doing two races in one day. Yes, but I hadn't slept, so it won't matter. And Marshall <laughs> and I always run the, uh, the Tanglewood together mm-hmm. or as close as we can together. So I don't race that one really hard. Right. So it's exciting. I might, I always throw long, races in that's just the few I know I want to do those tobacco road half marathon and cannonball half I know for sure that I want to do other than I'm not really positive about anything so do you have any um any new goals for next year or is it just you know continuing to run consistently definitely continue to run consistently I'm probably going to up my mileage goal just because it's been actually helpful this year to have a mileage goal and come close to completing it mm-hmm. and then I really just need to do more cross training of whatever I decide to do yoga or strength or something yeah I've been thinking about that too like oh yeah I need to keep doing the cross training which I had built that into my marathon training plan and then did like none of it <laughs> like oh yeah I really need to keep up with that it's good because it will help to keep your fitness up when you're you know on the days that you're not running Exactly, and I think I'm going to try to do it in the winter, just in the mornings on days I'm not running, but we'll see. If work ever calms down, I'll be able to figure it out a little bit more. I might be able to do it at night, but here lately, I work until 6 every night. Right. So, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. All right, well, um, awesome year for you, Megan. You're, you're a marathoner. You're a sub-30 minute, what is it, sub-30 <laughs> yeah yeah so it was an awesome year of running for you super impressed with you super happy for you yeah i can't wait to see what 2017 brings for you or even 2016 you're going to be running all these 5ks you're going to be speeding all over the place <laughs> hopefully i feel like i haven't run any 5ks this year i've run like two 5ks this this year and that was it like um <laughs> i completely dropped the ball on any fast running <laughs> So looking back on 2016 for me, I have some mixed feelings because, you know, I wasn't really running consistently this year until like the last like three months or so, you know, because I was dealing with the stress fracture and recovering from that and trying to take things easy for a long time. But one of the things that I really liked about this year was I got to do a lot of different types of races. So in April, I did the indoor triathlon, try inside the Y, 
which was awesome. Um, it was a really small race. It was really cool because the running portion was like 20 minutes. So it was, it wasn't nothing. It, it, and I could just, you know, do that part easy, but the swimming and biking were really interesting because it was, I guess I felt it was an interesting way to like have a race strategy. Like, all right, you need to be conservative on the swim, bike as hard as you can, and then go easy on the run. And so that was a completely different thing for me. It's not really how I attempted the first triathlon that I did last fall with Brie. That was more like, we're just taking it easy and we just want to finish the thing. Um, so this was actually like racing a triathlon, but in really short bursts. So it was really fun. And it was, it was a really great experience. I'd never done racing on a stationary bike before and having no resistance was awesome (laughs) because I'm used to the hills and my crappy bike and like feeling like I'm not getting anywhere and biking like 14 miles per hour when all the triathletes that I know are posting like posting like 25, 30 mile per, per hour bikes. And then finally I get on a stationary bike and it's like, whoa, I could be fast on a bike. So that was really cool. Um, and I got, you know, first in my age group for that. So that was awesome. And I definitely want to do that again. Another really cool race that I got to do this year was the mile swim race, Land Shark Mile Swim in June. And that was, it made me realize like, oh, I'm slow at swimming. <laughs> Which was fine, but I did it and I knew I could do it. And I think that I just didn't know how to race a swim. Like I'd never done a swim race specifically before. So that was a completely new experience. And so I didn't realize until the end, like, oh, I should be kicking my legs. (laughs) Because in a triathlon, you save your legs for the bike and the swim. And so that's probably why I was so slow is that I was doing an entirely upper body workout. Um... (laughs) But it was really cool to do that and to experience that type of race. And Midnight Owl I did this year. Um, I love this race. It's one of my absolute favorite races. I'm going to do it every single year that they have it. It's like the most informal race of all the races that I run. It's, it's not like I can even put it on my Athlinks because I, you, there's no time. It's just you finish at midnight and either you finish before or you finish after. And But the race itself is amazing because you're running at night it's nine miles in the dark you're all lit up and um the course is fantastic and i just love running it and i just i can't wait to do it and when i ran it this year this was like my first long run of this year that i ran non-stop and it really gave me this is the race that gave me the confidence to go say you know what i am ready to train for a marathon in the fall and so if I hadn't done Midnight Owl, I don't know that I would have done Base State this fall. It really just kind of cemented in my head that I, I'm actually, I'm okay and I can run now mm-hmm. and run long distances. Um, I also did the the Ragnar Reach the Beach Relay, which was a mixed emotions race for me. Uh, it was really challenging in a lot of ways. I'm glad I did it because, um, well, I know that I never need to do it again. Um, (laughs) I got to know a lot of great people, which was really cool. It was a really fun atmosphere. Um, and I know that I don't need to do those types of events and I don't need to do every type of race that's out there. And I think that's okay to know. I'm really glad that I did it though. And definitely have a lot of memories from that, that you just, 
it, it it's so outside of every other racing experience I've had because it's like it's a communal experience you know it's a bonding experience and it's it's a challenge <laughs> um I wish I could better express it but we'll, we'll just say I'm glad I did it and I'll never do it again um Smutty Nose Rockfest half marathon my first half marathon uh, I ran it this year as my 10th half marathon it's freaking awesome I love this race so glad I did it it went almost as good as last year last year was awesome it went almost as good as last year except for my asthma attack at the end but it went really well and I mean I, I love running along Hampton Beach so yeah and then um and then Bay State obviously I was really happy with was a good year for me it was a lot of interesting new experiences for the first oh i didn't even talk about the ultras <laughs> big a 50k uh i i did like 14 miles of it which you know nothing impressive there but holy cow you're running up a freaking mountain it was awesome and i really really want to get back out on the trails like after my marathon i've just been thinking about like what i want to do like thinking about goal races in the spring but the one thing that I really want to do is I really want to get back out on the trail I want to get back out on the mountains I want to get stronger and so um, I've been looking at ultras and that's what led me to finding the hamster wheel race for next weekend that I'm that I'm probably going to do so um, I don't know it I'm conflicted because I feel like I should focus my effort in one area I have a goal that I haven't forgotten, which is qualifying for Boston by the time I'm 40 or that year. <laughs> and so I feel like I should be focusing on, on a goal marathon every year. But then at the same time, it's like, I want to do these ultras too. And so I don't know how to reconcile that. And I, and I guess a lot of people would just do both. <laughs> but I, I, I don't want to sacrifice one for the other. So I don't want to jeopardize my marathon because I'm out there running back-to-back -back long runs on trails or whatever. So I figure just going for it now <laughs> is probably a good enough strategy because even if I injure myself now, I still have time to take off before I actually need to train for a spring marathon. So, And hopefully I have retained some of that marathon fitness going for it now. But Were you saying something, Megan? Yeah, I was just going to say that running longer will help you run faster, so... Yes and no, because it's very... I guess it, it depends on terrain and how you train. So, like, for marathons, I'd be doing a lot of marathon-paced running, and hopefully in the spring, more speed workouts, whereas if I was actively training for an ultra, I'd be doing a lot of training on hilly trails, which would probably include a lot of walking. And so... I feel like those two conflict and maybe maybe there are ways to blend the training like doing some of both but I don't know I guess I just don't know how to do that because I haven't I haven't trained for uh, you know I haven't really trained for an ultra before it's more like oh I'm just gonna go try this thing <laughs> you know mm -hmm. so um hopefully I get it done next weekend and then I, and then I'll lose my lust for the for the trails for a little while and can go back to um spring marathon training after that so that's basically my plans for the rest of this year i'm gonna do that race and then i'll probably i don't know if i'll want to take time off after that or not but the rest of you know november and december will just be easy running 
hopefully building some mileage as long as my legs are feeling good. I want to gradually increase because I want to be up to at least 30 miles per week before I start training hard for a spring race. I want to do either a Fitzinger or a Hansen's plan or a Daniel's plan and I, I want to I want to get faster, you know, like I, I feel like I want to stay consistent and not get injured. And so I have to be careful about the building up, but I definitely want to train harder because the thing that I felt was lacking in this marathon training, because I was so focused on taking days off and keeping things easy was the speed, you know, my, my 5k fell below expectations, we'll say. Um, and then um, my marathon time, even though I held up longer during my marathon, my marathon time was a bit slower than than last fall. So I definitely want to uh, train harder and and get faster at the, at that distance. So so that's what I'm looking at for um, next year. I haven't committed to a spring marathon. I registered for that one that's in Ohio, the Pro Football Hall of Fame race that was like twenty six dollars, but I'm I haven't like sold myself on that I'm actually going to do that one. I've also been looking at Sugarloaf Marathon in Maine that's like running down a mountain. <laughs> um, so it's a net downhill course, but I know that that will beat up my quads. And my quads got pretty beat up after just running Bay State, which is pretty flat. So I'm going to have to do a lot of strengthening if I'm, if I'm going to commit to that race, but I really want to do with it. But then the other half of me thinks maybe I should just keep building my mileage up through the spring, not do a spring marathon, and save it for the fall and do loco. So, I don't know. I'm definitely focusing on getting faster in the marathons for next year. This is, I, I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but this is what's been going on in my head the last few days. Like, even even since before the marathon, I've been thinking about, like, all right, I've trained for this, now what's next? But I'm looking forward to uh, to getting back out on the trails. I'm looking forward to training some more and yeah I haven't I don't have any 5k's on the plan for this year I really only done like two that I could think of because I did moms on the run and I did St. Charles Children's Home 5k and I think that's it and I think I'm okay with that (laughs) unless I get like a lot faster I don't feel like racing a 5k is fun (laughs) because I run it too hard so um you know if my daughter wanted to do a race or something I would do that with her, but, um, yeah, Um, my focus is on, like, specific goal races instead of just running lots of races for fun, although I may Mm -hmm. do the Santa Hustle Half Marathon again in December, because that was really fun last year. That's what I was, I was thinking about that, I was like, I wonder if she's gonna do her Santa Half again, that she did so well at last year. Yeah, see, that's the thing, I guess I'm kind of scared, because I don't feel like I could beat that time (laughs) I ran a 202 and I'm like I know I'm not gonna get close to that like I feel like the best I could do would be like a 205 to 210 at this point because I haven't been doing any speed work and I haven't been running the way that I was last last fall and and the whole point of how I did it last year was I didn't even wear my watch I just ran out to run it for fun so I could do that again this year but I'm afraid I might be disappointed (laughs) (laughs) so I don't know I guess for me, it's hard for me to take the performance aspect out of the race, unless it's something that I'm just trying to finish, like, you know, the hamster wheel. Hopefully I I won't be focused on time as much, but it is a fun race and um, I'll probably end up doing it if I, uh, if I'm up to the distance and I have the money at the time, I'll probably end up doing it because I don't see any reason why I wouldn't. 
Yeah, so that's what's uh, that's what's up. That's what's next for me. 2016 was a mixed year. I think it was probably best for you, Megan. <laughs> Katie, you had a strong start. I had a weak start and a strong finish. <laughs> <laughs> so see, we, we all had our area of expertise, but it worked out. Yeah. I'm very excited to see what 2017 brings. Definitely. Are you girls ready to move along to Run a Girl Recommends? Sure. Yeah. All right. Okay, so for Runner Girl Recommends this week, I thought it would be fun since we're kind of looking back over the year to talk about maybe some of our favorite recommends for this year. Katie, would you like to start? Sure. I couldn't narrow it down to just one. That's okay. <laughs> this, it's kind of a recurring theme with me, it seems, but I, I picked my three ones I felt like I got the most use out of so it wasn't just kind of one of those things you mentioned and then never really bring up again the first one is the my ASICS run app I really liked the connectivity not only with your phone and the platform on the phone but then also the website to where you could personalize the plan uh, you know change the day on which your long run was supposed to be scheduled and I know there's plenty of other calendar apps and platforms that let you do that kind of thing but I just really liked kind of the user interface and all of the different options it gave you so that's something that I plan on using again in the future and and feel like it's an app that when it gets upgraded that it's not just a frivolous upgrade you know they add something that's actually beneficial the other thing that I have as far as my recommends go are the 90 degree yoga tights the ones that I gave the link to on Amazon and they have like 20 some different colors and they're like cheap but they're good quality I wear the pairs that I have all the freaking time and I love them so I can not only vouch for the good initial buy but they actually stand up to the wash and wear so it's nice to not just throw money away And lastly, the website that I think is just awesome is shoekicker.com. That's where you get to put in the specific type, model, brand of running shoe that you're looking for. It automatically searches all these different sites and comes back with the best prices on that specific model of shoe. I'm going to be needing some new running shoes here before I really get serious about training for any kind of upcoming long distance race. So I plan on using shoekicker.com to help me find that pair. Awesome. All great recommends. And I was thinking about the tights because it's getting cold here again. And I had to Mm -hmm. like layer up my tights today and I'm just realizing like oh man I need more tights I need more options so I'm definitely gonna have to take another look at the 90 degree yoga tights because um I'm sick of the plain black tights I need some new colors yeah and they have lots of fun colors awesome my favorite thing from this year I kept coming back to it because I know I've recommended it before actually I might have even recommended it twice but it's far and away but my favorite thing and I and I keep wanting to tell people like, oh, you really need to try this. And that's my flip belt. Um, it is so freaking comfortable compared to every other running belt I've owned. I love it. And I want one of every color. <laughs> and like the running tights. Like I need more I need more colors. <laughs> I have a- you- 
coordinate. I have way too many running clothes in my room. Like, I don't have room for any more clothes in my two drawers that I have dedicated to my running stuff. But I need more colors. But yeah, I love I love the foot bell. It holds so much stuff. And like, you put your phone in there, and it's just flat. Like, I put it in the back, and it's just flat against my back. And I don't even notice that it's there. It doesn't bounce or anything. It's it's amazing. So if you haven't tried the foot belt, definitely recommend it. And I want more of them. <laughs> I love it so much. So Megan, what's your recommend? My recommend is going to sound funny because they sponsored us for a while, but they're my Jabra headphones. I love them. Yes. I wear them all the time for all my runs. I can't even imagine that I ran without them beforehand. Like, what was I thinking? (laughs) I wear my Jabra's all the time for all of my runs if I'm listening to music. And sometimes I wear them around the house Mm -hmm. just because why not? Yeah, I agree. When I actually saw that that was your recommend and I was like, oh, crap, how did I not think of my Jabra headphones? (laughs) Because they're awesome and I've worn the crap out of those. I alternate between my two favorite Bluetooth headsets. I have the Jabra's and I have the Plantronics that I love also. And I like them for different reasons. I love the Jabra's because they have the heart rate monitor, which I like to use when I'm, you know, trying to keep things easy and making sure that I'm not going over my heart rate. And then other times I like the Plantronics. They're both super comfortable and they're both great. And I actually keep my, when I go to work, I like I said, I use them all the time. I use Bluetooth headphones at work all day and then on my runs. So I always have my backup headphones with me in case the one battery fails. I have a backup pair and I keep a charger in my car that I can charge either of them with, which is nice. But yeah, the Jabra Pulses are awesome. They are great, great headphones. So great recommends. Lots of fun stuff from this year. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. Our Runner Girl of the Week is Erin, and she ran the Pumpkin Dash 8K, and she says, Birthday run with Jen and Jen. Splits were good. 10.13, 10.50, 10.56, 11.22, and 10.37, which is with an exclamation point. Good enough for a fifth in my age group, and I didn't push too hard. It really feels like fall today. Aww. I know, that's what I was thinking about. Birthday runs that are fun, and it's fall. So then, you know, that means the weather was nice, and it's a pumpkin run. All good things. And she got fifth in her age group, which is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. 8K, I don't think I've ever raced that distance. So that would be like... It's five... You're like 4.96. Oh, okay. So I've done like five mile runs. That's the same. Yeah, I like 8Ks. Yeah. It's a great distance to run, for sure. You know, it's funny that I like 8Ks because 10Ks are so terrible. (laughs) And there's like a mile difference. I completely agree. (laughs) That mile makes all the difference in the world. That's the worst one. That's the worst mile. (laughs) All right. Well, great runner girl of the week and happy birthday, Erin. We choose our runner girls from our daily mile and smash run feeds. And if you would like to friend us and possibly be a future runner girl or guy, all of those links are on the sidebar of our website at runnergirlspodcast.com. And up next, we have feedback. 
Our first bit of feedback tonight comes from a comment on our show notes at runnergirlspodcast.com from, ooh, this is a fun name, uh, Ethiopian. Sure. Is that the best guess? Okay, that's what we're going with. Ethiopian. Congratulations to both of you, Megan and Sue. I was really excited to hear about your race reports. I'm less scared of my approaching first marathon in April now. Sue, did you take part in the listener's podium of Marathon Talk? There was a Sue who ran Bay State. Are you uh, uh, having cameos in in (laughs) listener's podium, Sue? Well, you know, I don't think your marathon is official until you list it on the listener's podium at Marathon Talk. No, I've been a huge fan of Marathon Talk ever since I started training for marathons. So, yeah, I did. And that was me. Um, There was probably other Sues who ran Bay State, but that time was definitely mine, and I submitted that. So, so yeah, that was me, and I love Marathon Talk. Go check them out if you you don't listen. Good show. Very cool. Yeah. And good luck in your spring marathon, Ethfiel. Good luck in your spring marathon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Megan, you want to take the next one? Sure. We also got a post on our Facebook wall at facebook.com slash Podcast from Cecilia, and she says, Hey, awesome girls. So I wanted to send you girls an update. I had emailed you about a marathon training idea sometime in the beginning of September after I had ran the Disneyland half, my 10th half. A couple days after sending the email, I came down for the first time with plantar fasciitis in my right foot. Oh, that's awful. And I suspect at a much lesser degree in my left foot. Taking a step was excruciating. Mm. I could barely walk, much less run. So I took a month off, although I attempted a couple runs, which ended up disastrously. Anyways, I finally went on a good, solid, pain-free run sometime last week and was catching up on your podcast when it was the episode where you read my letter. I was so giddy. It made my run even more special. Anyways, thank you for your reply in the email as well as on the podcast. I decided to look into MTAs, which I'm thinking is Marathon Training Academy, mm-hmm. 20-week marathon training plan, which I will begin in December. At this point, I'm taking it easy and training for a triathlon instead. Awesome. Well, I was thinking about training for a triathlon in this time of year. She must live somewhere where it's warm. Or an indoor swim. Yeah. That's true. That's What we do in New England is we go to the pool to do the swimming during the winter go to the gym to do the biking (laughs) and well you could do the running on the treadmill at the gym and then once it gets warm enough you start to transition to outdoor activities but you can train for all that stuff in the winter but yeah that sucks about the plantar fasciitis but glad to hear that she's having pain-free runs now and hopefully she comes back strong and yeah let us know how that triathlon goes Cecilia I was thinking about doing that too because you know, doing the indoor triathlon and doing the mile swim, I've been thinking about like, you know, if I if I don't sign up for a spring marathon, maybe I'll do a, I'll do a half Ironman. <laughs> oh, there you go. I would do more cross training and less running, not a lot less running, but some less running and, and, and that would be fun too. So triathlons are fun. It's just, it's hard for me to get excited about it. I don't know why, but it's really fun. So... Good luck and and let us know how it goes. All right. So, Katie, do you have a quote for us this week? 
I do. Just like with my recommends, I, I kind of picked two because <laughs> I wanted to find something that had to do with kind of perseverance and keep moving forward even if it's falling forward at least you're moving in the right direction kind of deal so when looking for quotes along those lines the first one that I found I just thought it was perfect for a running podcast it says perseverance is not a long race it is many short races one after the other and that's from Walter Elliott and totally makes sense when you think about it that way you know just when you think you're done and something's about to ease up nope get ready for that next race and and jump back in and that's what perseverance is all about but this next quote I mean it just really spoke to me it says courage does not always roar sometimes courage is the quiet voice at the end of the day saying I will try again tomorrow So, you know, along those same lines, not every run is going to be fantastic. Not every day is going to be fantastic. But just kind of having the will and the perseverance to to look yourself in the mirror and go, you know what, tomorrow's another day and I'm going to try to make tomorrow a better day than today was. And that's kind of been my life for the past few months. <laughs> so I, I, I like that quote a lot. And uh, that's definitely one that I'm going to hang on to for a while. So hopefully going into our little break here, our listeners can hold on to that as well. Make tomorrow a better day than today. Yeah, I like that. Thanks. Each day is its own challenge, and once you get through that day, you've succeeded, and then there's a new one tomorrow. Always a new day, so that's great. And that's it for episode 33 of season 4. Join us in 2017 when we will return with season 5 of Runner Girls Podcast. If you have any questions, email runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com, post on facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast, tweet to us at runnergirlsshow, Call the hotline at 207-200-3297 and follow us on Instagram at Runner Girls Podcast. Listen to us at RunnerGirlsPodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.